well, guys, as always, it's great to be back. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm James Fight, uh, owner of Flat Films. I guess I can also say creative director, because that's why I want to be. That's, that's what it. you are, James. Thanks. You are. Just own it. I am. It's not what you want to be. It's what you are. It's that's what silly. you are. Why would you say you want to be Why something you that you're Because I don't know what I'm doing. Yes, you do. Okay. Don't dunk on yourself. That's one of the three rules of this podcast. No dunking. What are the other two? What are the other two? What are the other two? No ironic liking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No dunking. Uh, no self-aggrandizement. What I think no mean? negativity is one as well. So is that four? There's three. I remember there's three. I'd have to pull up the PDF. Oh, that's Also, right. who are you? Uh, my name is Aaron Salinas. <laughs> uh, what do you do, Aaron? Uh, I'm the editor-in-chief at Flat Films. I edit. I'm also a travel scout, and I have to be a producer, and also an EP showrunner of one of the films that you can see on the Flat Films YouTube channel. Uh, my name is Aaron Salinas, and I'm also uh, the sexiest man alive. Fair, yeah. Take that, Idris Elba. Nice. <laughs> uh, I'm, who are I'm, you? I'm Kennedy Madison. Um, I'm chief archivist of uh, the Flat Films. I still don't know what that podcast. Means. Guilty treasures. Uh, I, I uh, yeah, Kenny, you really are because you take a lot of notes. You really are the, the chief archivist. Oh, it's the notes thing. Uh, uh, just, since just you're Kenny, read the, read oh. the intro. Just, uh, and just welcome to Guilty Treasures, a fun deep dive down to your favorite pop culture that you're too ashamed to admit you like. One man's trash is another person's treasure. Um, uh, just if you're just tuning in now and you don't know I mean, who we are, we'll just be tuning in now. It's the uh, beginning of the podcast. Ju- they just started, James. Slow I mean, they down. just hit play. It's slow down. Slow if, down. If this is your first episode, you're listening us on us. What? Why did you start here? There, there's literally six other episodes. Well, Why did you start? Because they have the sense of memory from WTF and other podcasts. That there's just going to be like six, seven minutes of ads at the beginning. So they're just pressing the 15 on their <laughs> podcast app. Well, oh, no. Listen. Hold on a second. We're, we're not there yet, folks. Where's the hot tent that I'm looking because for? Because some people don't go all the way back. They just go, oh, I heard good things about this podcast, and they start with the most recent. Yeah, what's wrong with Fair. that? Oh, so you're wanting everything to be – we can't work on the overarching uh, Guilty Treasures mythology. You want every one of these to be a one-off. Well, go back to go back to Shrek. Stop right now. <laughs> I Go mean, back to Shrek. That's where we kind of kicked off. They are all one-offs. Anyway, uh, uh, Kenny sounds like this all the time. No. No, no, no. No bits because they might confuse. Uh, never mind. Yeah, Kenny you know, pre- Kenny, uh, as Kenny, yeah, it's, that's uh, right. life's really great. Yeah, that's right. And I, I just love being <laughs> the chief archivist <laughs> and archiving all kinds of ists and stuff. It's just a lot of fun. But yeah, I love being Kenny. Kenny's a cool cat. Cool cat. So Aaron, uh, what what did we watch today? Uh, today we watched my favorite movie, King Ralph. <laughs> Check that episode out uh, last week. And if you actually listen to the episode, you'll get what we're doing. That's Jeez. tremendous. Uh, no, this one is James's guilty treasure. James has brought a guilty treasure. Another to celebrate. one. Number two. Yes, this is your second. Kenny, we haven't done one Shrek. of yours. <laughs> oh, we will. What? Magic Mike. That's coming up. Wait, why haven't we done one of mine? Yeah, I know. Should we stop this? Let's go watch Magic no, because Mike. because I've got s- 
Yo, when Magic Mike happens, <laughs> that's a twofer. Uh, everybody better come loaded for bear because I'm gonna go off. I'm excited. I, you love King Ralph. This guy loves piece of Magic Mike XXL. See, he's not joking. I'm too. not. This isn't a bit. a bit. Like he doesn't like it ironically either. I he legitimately likes it. Love this movie, but we're not talking about Magic Mike. We're ta- we're celebrating the holiday season. Yes, we are. With James's favorite holiday, would you ostensibly say that this is your favorite holiday movie, or at least your guiltiest holiday movie? Oh, it's definitely my favorite. Oh wow! Mm. But yet, there's still some shame that's attached to it. Sure, James. What are we watching today? Uh, how the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, not the Illumination one. Nope. The Jim Carrey one. The Jim Carrey 2000? Yep, 2001. The uh, highest yeah. grossing film of Jim Carrey's entire career. Really? Wow. Yes. Oh, that's great. It's it's a great film. I love it. Great. I love wow. it. Also, when I asked, because um, I work with kids, uh, when I asked, so what's your favorite holiday movie, kids? Five of them said, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I was like, the, the animated one or the live action one? They're like, There's you shut an- your mouth. There's only one. <laughs> well, they're like, what's the animation? I'm like, all right. So you they saw the Jim What's Car- animation? <laughs> no. What animation, Mr. Fight? Because that's his last name. His last it name is, is Fight. It is. But they call me Mr. James. Mr. Fight. Ah, uh, that's Mr. Yeah. James. Yeah. Not as exciting. That, yeah, that's, that's cute, though. Because yeah, I well, think I had, like, yeah, that's cute. It is, but also when <clears> they <throat> scream in your face. Anyway, uh, The Grinch is a great film. I love it. Can you give us a brief synopsis of the live action <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Uh, yeah. So, uh, so there's this the guy, Grinch. he's oh. op- opens with a piano and he's drinking schlitz. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's still <laughs> Kenny. That's, that's King Ralph. <laughs> uh, no, it's just about a guy. Well, a thing, which I'll get into later, uh, uh, that doesn't like Christmas. No spoilers. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not specify who this thing is. I'm on the edge of my seat. Just wait. Just wait. Yeah. There's this like thing. The title. Of the <laughs> and they're in this snowflake, right? And everyone loves Christmas except for this thing. What's this thing's name? It's the Grinch. Oh! <laughs> That's right. Oh! The Grinch doesn't like Christmas. Wow. Coming in from left field. Did not see that coming in. Oh, man. That's <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, uh, get this started off with a hot take. Hot take. I mean, I think you've already got a hot take by saying this is your favorite holiday movie. Yeah. Is it not? It, like, it, is it not yours? I, I have some positive thoughts for it. I do too. Yeah. Um, do you guys not like it's such a good movie? James, no. I have some positive thoughts for it. Continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> so while rewatching this movie, uh, I realized there's a whole lot of white people in it. Shocker. <laughs> I think the The Grinch is the only non white person. No, there had to have been a POC in there. Yeah, it's the Grinch. No. No, I think I mean, I don't feel comfortable talking about this as one of the white people in the room. I don't feel like I can. Why, why are there, like, burning eyes on me? <laughs> is it? Can we talk about it, Aaron? Aaron, can we talk about it? We're welcome uh, to talk. I, I think there had to have been. No, there wasn't. Was there, all the who's are white. Look, well, I mean, to be fair, I look white. And I'm probably. I mean, I don't see color, so it's not really. <laughs> I mean, I see white. I'm. I, I'm. I mean, I all you see is white. That's the only thing <laughs> you recognize. I don't see that color. So. 
but I'm like indeed extremely, <coughs> if you want to get technical, Mexican, you yeah. know, Hispanic. But yeah, like I think there had to have been. And granted, they were not a, a very. Kenny, I hate to say this, but if we're all scratching our heads collectively going, is there a PSA? There's probably There's not no a PSA. PSA. Yeah, no that's, PSA. My, that's one point. The Grinch, I think, is like the representation, quote unquote, representation. And like, they all hate him. Boy, that's a hot take. And that's a hot take. And, 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 I think the Grinch is Jewish. They, all the oh, who's. James, please tread lightly. All. <laughs> James, pull up. Pull up, all, James. No. I wrote this down in my notes. Oh, my gosh. Why <laughs> is that the thing that you wrote down? I'm just letting you know I am not giving you the okay on this. I'm Catholic I'm, and Mexican. I'm not giving you the okay on this. Pull up, James. Pull up. You're in a nosedive. You're taking TWA for I'm, 800 I'm down, just, baby. I'm just pointing out. No. I'm just, I'm just pointing out that they all hate him because he was different. Wasn't Dr. Seuss Jewish? Why does it have to be Jewish? <laughs> well, I can't remember if Dr. Seuss was Jewish or if he didn't like Jewish people. I feel like he would be one of those people that's in between. He's I know. I know. Was Dr. Seuss a doctor? No, that's not what I'm saying. No. <laughs> I told you it was a hot take. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> Uh, so but I do love the movie, sure. even if it has bad uh, messages. Well, I, I don't think those. Po- I, I I don't think that Ron Howard was very cognizant of the <laughs> supposed ethnicity of a character that is colored green. I mean, probably not. I love Ron Howard. Sure. Mm, um. So. Go ahead. Talk into the mic, though. Uh, Geisel, which is Doctor Seuss, sure, um, was a political cartoonist. Um, but uh, a lot of his ideas could be found in books such as The Lorax, Marvin K. Mooney, Will You Please Go Now, The Cat in the Hat, mm-hmm. Horton Hears a Who, You're yeah, Ho- the Turtle. Horton has, Hears a Who, I have a story about that. The Sneetches, and the, but, uh, the Butter Battle Book. So there's nothing that starts with the Grinch, so... I mean, I mean, it's not noted in there, so I don't think... And I feel like that's not really political. Let's just in Horton Hears a Who, uh, it's all about uh, patriotism, and uh, at one point in the book, I was reading to children at the time and was horrified. Was like, I don't remember the exact thing, but it was like, you have to, you have to stand up for your country and die for your country, everything for your country. And I was reading this to kids. I'm like. Oh God! Am I damaging them? What am <laughs> I doing? So anyway, I mean, no more like than any other. Wow, he only died in '91. Really? Wow, that's he was a cute that's man. That's the year King Ralph came out. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't think it was a thing against Jewish people. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'm just. Whoa. Well, now that hot take is over, let's celebrate uh, how awesome. The Grinches. Well, James, what is your history with the source material prior to the live action? Were you are you as much a fan of the classic nineteen uh, sixties Chuck Jones? Yes. Animation. Yeah, I really like that. Cool. Uh, but I like this film more because it's more in depth. Ooh, that's a hot take. Also, 
I I really like this film. Uh, it's just so silly and wacky and like over the top, <laughs> and I love it. Sure. Like it's so absurdist, and it's just like yeah, yeah, it's my jam. Sure. Um. I remember because this movie came out like 2000, 2001, and I remember seeing the trailer, and it used to scare me when I was a kid. It it, yeah. it was scary. It was a scary thing. But then when I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm not scared. And, and I think once, like, our parents probably informed us, no, it's, you know, the guy from Ace Ventura. Oh, like, my parents like, didn't tell me that. Or, like, you know, the general population, you know, just like, you know, when kids realized, oh, it's it's a safe guy, we're, we're, it's fine. Like, no, I didn't realize that. Oh, I remember that. I would close my eyes anytime that trailer would come on. Because of the specific scene, and I, I noted it while I was watching it this time through again. Um, when Cindy Lou Who goes into the the mail room, and uh, the Grinch is hiding in the in the ceiling in the corner. Oh, with the mask. And, yeah, yeah, and it drops down, and then he drops down, and she goes, "You're, you're, you're, you're the Grinch," and it does that Dutch angle and zooms in. Yeah. Uh, it freaked me out as a kid. Now I just think it's fantastic. Yeah, the Grinch in that scene is wearing a, a horror movie mask. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, it's a purge mask. Yeah, he's wearing a purge before the purge. Yeah. I think I wrote that down actually. I mean, that was before the. That was before the Where purge. Where does it say purge mask? Did the Grinch start the purge? purge mask? Yeah, it does. Mask at the beginning from the purge. It's in my notes right there. Yeah, but also that was this was way before the purge was made. I'm just saying. Yeah, but it's a mask from the <laughs> purge. <laughs> All right, this uh, sucks. Link away. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> the socks they slink oh, away. Oh, socks! I cute. thought you said this sucks. Slink, slink away. Uh, no, it's great. Oh yeah, when uh, uh, <coughs> when, when the Grinch takes on in this. Oh, that, so good. And this movie was on the cusp of. Uh, it still had a lot of practical effects, and there's the beginnings of CG. It was still real. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah. so yeah. much of this movie that was so tactile, which was incredible. Oh, so good. Uh, the sets my were amazing. I love the sets. It's uh, it's art design the movie. I, yeah. I, I yeah. Can't, yeah. I cannot think of another movie that has this much art design. Everything is from, unless it's just a straight-up animated movie, because everything is so stylized. It's so great. I don't even think Cat in the Hat is this stylized. And correctly stylized. I think is the other thing. Like it, yeah. it looked like a Dr. Seuss film. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was oh, so good. Uh, well, James, since you're in the hot seat, uh, to inform viewers, uh, we have three questions that we like to ask each one of our guests in regards to their guilty treasures. I'm not. I'm not a guest. I'm in order to spur on conversation, all of our right. guests uh, sure. answer these questions. Sure. Uh, and hopefully we have a cheerful and merry chat. I mean, I this cheerful and merry film guest. I own the company. That question runs number show. one uh, for our guest uh, Jaime. I own this. Uh, question number one: Why this specific guilty treasure? Why, why, why is this so high up in your heart? You said that it's very madcap. 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 Uh, lots w of energy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just. I don't know. I, I like seeing that in movies. Like, I don't like movies who take themselves – well, that's a lie. I do like some movies that are super serious, but I feel like there's a – Goodfellas. Uh, I haven't seen it. Um, I know. I'm a terrible filmmaker. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my response to everyone who is like, you ever seen that? Because so many – 
So many people are like, when I say, oh, I haven't seen that, they go, you haven't seen that? How can you call yourself a filmmaker? No, because well, those make, people need Because I make movies. Yeah, well, this is Guilty Treasures. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm, I'm Rule, a little defensive. One of the rules, no negativity. Mm-mm, no, sir. Uh, Get that negativity out of here. Seriously, fuck you for not having seen Good Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, they cook in prison. It's classic. Oh, yeah. dear. Uh, but no, I, I, it's just, listen, it's a fun movie. Can I tangent? <laughs> in one second. Okay. Uh, I, because, like, <clears throat> it really, as dumb as this might sound, it really does tackle, like, what Christmas is and, like, how people are so wrapped up in uh, materialism when really just deep down it's all about being next to the people you love. And I think that's a really great message. I'm just curious. Yeah. Is that a very, very Western thing? Yeah. I mean, I know Christianity and... and Pre-Western. <laughs> And consumerism and capitalism is very also Western. But the idea of that Christmas has got to be a huge, like, you need the biggest and brightest colors and and gifts and all that. Is that a very? I feel like I'd imagine it is. Like, or is it a little more modest? Like, in like Eastern European Christian communities. Yeah, I feel like they don't give a shit. I feel like it's a true celebration of you know whatever it may be. If you if you celebrate the Christian right. Christmas, opposed to here, like it's a consumerism Christ- uh, uh-huh. Christmas. Uh huh. Because uh, going back to the kids I work with, when I'm like, "What are you looking forward to for Christmas?" Every single answer was presents. Like, I, 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 true. I can't say that. This is. I we, mean, there, there certainly wouldn't necessarily be a concept of Christmas in Eastern societies, or some sort of analogous piece. To be sure, this is really insensitive, and I'm talking out of my butt. Sure. Uh, but there has to be a certain garishness in, uh, associated with it in, in, in European and quasi-European countries because they invented the c- modern concept of Christmas and the entire rituals that are associated with Christ having been born. Uh, it's baby Jesus, and then you cut to 33 years later. Uh, that's got to be for a reason. Yeah, and because like even in uh in Mexico, or I mean I could I'll I'll you know in most traditional Mexican specific mm-hmm. uh, households you don't celebrate on the twenty fifth. Really? Yeah. What do you celebrate? You, you celebrate you you understand that that was the birth of Christ if you're celebrating the Christian Christmas, but you don't do the big you know the gifts and all that until the sick until the until King's Day, which oh. is January sixth, when the kings come. Yeah. If you do follow the Christian. Wow. And they, they bring gifts, and that's when you bring the gifts. Interesting. So that's <gasps> 12 yeah. days of Christmas. Is that 12? Oh, oh yeah. That makes yeah. a lot more sense now. So that's when you do it, and then you t- that weekend, whatever it may be, you take down the gifts. I mean, take down the Christmas decorations, and that's your celebration. So, hmm. yeah, like in, in my in my household, we do some stuff on the 25th with one family. Yeah. And then on the next one, we would do it the 6th or whatever it was. That's cool. Yeah. So, in that sense, but even then, it was very consumerism and capitalism. Sure. Because I'm just saying, because this was written in the 20s or 40s? What? No, that's a the big Grinch? Yeah. I, I haven't the faintest idea. And usually, I did not do I research think 40s. to the source material for the Grinch. I think 40s because Dr. Seuss, I think, was 57. like... 57. What? 57? Yeah, in a magazine. All right, well. Point being. He but was yeah, after World then, War II. Like, was consumerism that rampant in the 50s? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my heavens! Oh, 
Yes. Mad Men. The American Dream was created in the in post World War Two America. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes. I always forget about time things until we talk about like wars and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, the American <clears throat> yeah. was sucking before that. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is, I, boy, I I feel like this movie's messages of consumerism are so complicated, but also I guess that's with the source material. Sure. But. Well, wait. What's complicated about it? To me, it's just consumerism is bad. Except that it's n- not. I mean, I know he gives the gifts the back in the end. But. Yes, but in the in the original source material, they just decide the Grinch steals all the presents and they celebrate Christmas anyways. Right. As opposed to the Ron Howard film, where they kind of have to be talked into it, of going, "Hey, yeah. we should celebrate because we've still got everyone." By Cindy yeah. Lou. Uh, who is the only one in all of Whoville that is going, right, shouldn't Christmas be about something else? If anything, the Grinch has an incredibly sympathetic yeah. uh, viewpoint. And the entire time they're going, yeah, because the Who's are so obsessed with status. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a – but the Grinch is – Yeah. The Grinch is villain and protagonist. At the same time, yeah. Well, it's protagonist to us, but villain to the Who's. Yes, but the Who's aren't. Uh, except the for Who's C- are the v- real villains. Except for Cindy Lou. It's weird that we're talking about it. It's a it, it's it's a weird politics. Yeah. Uh, and also, well, this movie came out in two thousand. But also, but Cindy Lou's supposed to be. She's like pure. She is child. She is, she is the light. Yes, which, kind of. It makes the Grinch a weird character. Yeah. As well. Because he, he's the antithesis of that. Yeah, but all the entire time I was going, yeah, the Grinch is right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, mean, I, I mean, now at 24, I was going to say, I, yeah, I yeah. was seeing a lot. I was like, fuck, I'm I'm the Grinch. Oh, yeah. No, same. I yeah. related so much, like, with um, w- just with the opening. Him not wanting intro. to go out. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> or, like, the <laughs> his, um, uh, when he's, like, trying to decide if he should accept the award, and he's like, I can't do anything. I have to sleep, and then it's self-loathe, and yeah. I can't push that back. It's like, yeah. I can't cancel on myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it also good. makes the it, – it makes – and I, I will stop dunking on this because there are lovely things about the Grinch, but also it makes it – the Grinch is ostensibly a villain. He's framed as a villain. The movie tells us that he's a villain, but he's not really a villain. Nor does it uh, his his, and his arc is going, but also. Presents are good, commercialism is a little good, because he comes around to the Who's. Doesn't necessarily come around to Cindy Lou Who, but decides to be nice to the Who's, who have just been nothing but disrespectful, to him. His entire, entire life. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. His entire life. Because he. Entire life. Because he was different. We're not going back to it, James. Pull I'm just, say, I'm Pull just saying. I'm just saying. Not even physically, but like he doesn't like the thing we like. It's pretty fucked up. James, pull up. I'm just saying it's fucked up. The who, the Whoville society is fucked up. Pull up, James. That, that's that's gonna get. Cindy Lou is the only pure of heart, and she saves the day with her light and love. And also because she's Aryan. Uh, Kenny. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, uh, Kenny, what is your history with with the Grinch? Do you have as much of an attachment? Well, Aaron, um, <laughs> I hate this bit. 
What? My oh. name is Aaron. Why Tom, do you hate? Why Aaron do you hate James. me, Aaron Salinas, a um. person of color? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, I think I probably read the. Go ahead. I think I read the. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read the book before the cartoon. I think I read the book before watching the cartoon. I uh, think you've got permission to talk, just to, <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. Um, yeah, I think I saw the. I think I read the book. I might. I don't know. I think it was like read to it. Well, because no, I don't think I have because it's it, kind of a thick book. I, I didn't. A I've Dr. Seuss book. book? Well, I mean, for a child. I guess. No, I can attest. It, Those things drag on. Yeah, that because have you ever <laughs> have you ever looked at the Cat in the Hat? Yeah, it's it looks long. like a picture book, but it's it's thick. That's and thick it, with two C's. And it rhymes. Listen, when you have to read this to kids, you realize just how long a Dr. Seuss yeah. book is. Your your mouth gets pasty. It's, I mean, I get to work on my voice acting, but also like, oh, yeah, long. It's a big boy. Yeah, it's it's a big boy, and it. <laughs> Call back to our previous episode. That's our, that's gonna be a T-shirt. It's a big boy. <laughs> um, I mean, we can make. But it. yeah, it's no. I, I probably I'm probably lying. I probably saw the, the cartoon first because 2000, I was six. So oh, I, I seriously eight, doubt I could make it through an entire Doctor Seuss book on my own. I mean, I might have been able to. I was pretty advanced as a kid, you know. Because you were a small boy. Yeah, I was. A, I was a little boy. You were a small boy. I was a wee boy. You were a small boy reading the big boy. And, and I think I want to say I'm. It's something's telling me I read the book first, but I doubt it. I probably saw the book first, like in the library, like on display or something around Christmas time. Yeah. But I think they probably showed it to us in school. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, and I love the cartoon. The animated series mm-hmm. was great. It's fun. It was it was delightful. Max was fucking cute. Oh Max my has God, been cute yes. and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. What about you, Aaron? Uh, watch cartoon watch w- once. Watch the movie once. That's my history with how the Grinch. In total, really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've got no history with this. Wow. Uh, but I did take notes. What made you not want to watch it when it came out? Oh, I just or didn't. Something? I just didn't. I saw it in theaters. I saw the Jim Carrey movie in theaters. I remember my grandfather taking me to that. That was fun. I know. I, oh, I guess I rent. I remember renting this movie on DVD. So sure. I must have seen it twice. This movie's 18 years old. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's almost as old as James. Wow. I'm 26. Uh, let me read off one of my notes. Sure. <clears throat> Chekhov's sorting machine. <laughs> Okay, that was yeah. funny. There's a sorting machine, and I went, hmm. <laughs> hmm. So that's one of my notes. Socks slinking away. I like to point out uh, that's a note. The slocks the, the sink away. <laughs> oh, I, that reminded me of something on my notes that I, I still forgot <coughs> to bring, uh, which was I just remember writing down um, random musical number equals perfection. There were three musical numbers in this movie, which was decidedly – Weird, and there's a uh, at least two fourth wall breaks, which again, at least perfect. at least two. Where I mean, I feel like that's any Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, where the Grinch just stares directly at the camera and, hey, this is weird. 
And I bet you that was not in script. Somebody stopped him. Jeffrey Tambor looks like Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah. Yeah. Before Paul F. Tompkins was a thing. And a big piece that I want to talk about. Shout out to Paul Tompkins. Uh, go ahead and you just yeah. email us. Big been, fan of the show. He hasn't been on our podcast yet. Not yet. Uh, I think this is critical, and I'll ask the second question next. But sure. uh, uh, because you are our guest, yep. James, uh, I, is I, the I Grinch? Own platforms. Sure. Is the Grinch evil because the Who's were at a key party? Yeah. Oh, there there were swingers. Uh, it's <laughs> established within the canon of this film. Yep. Yeah, I love that. The Who's, and please pardon me if it's a little sloppy. I'm including this in my tight five. Sure. The Who's. Oh, that's loud. <laughs> they're at a key party. Nothing a, wrong with that. Yes, but then there's a baby that lands in a tree in the cold. But the Who's are too busy participating in an ice storm like. Uh, they're too busy fucking to notice that there's a baby outside. Yes. That's what you're I trying mean, to say. I mean, we've all had similar situations. Yeah. Also, I love that in canon, babies are only – their only way of transporting is through Stork. There's no birth in this. But to be fair, the Grinch was a dick before this. Right. He was a baby. He couldn't have been any – he couldn't have been a dick. He, because he hit the other baby and get laughed. He had no concept of morality whenever he was stuck in the tree. That's true. It was his first piece of consciousness. Yeah. Okay. He was fact. fresh from the stork, and he, the stork <laughs> absentmindedly <laughs> just left him on a tree outside of a Whovian key party. The classic stork was just too busy making pickles. Whovian yeah. key, key party is also the great name for a production company. That, that's a good uh, that's improv a trip, too. Yeah. Whovian key party. Uh, That'd be our... Ladies and gentlemen, we're Hoovy and Key Party. We're going to do some comedy made up for you right here on the spot in order for us to start with a suggestion of a non-geographic location. Zeldo. Those are... All right, when the lights come up. Um, but, yeah, um, real quick. Sure. Are we going to talk about the big elephant in the room with this one? Uh, Horton's not in this one. God, uh, that was good. Damn it, Kenny, that was good. Thank Damn you. It. I should have said Horton. Um... Jim Carrey was an asshole with this one, and rightfully so. Mean? Like he <clears throat> during he the make, production, yeah, he made makeup people quit. Well, Jim Carrey's kind of an asshole. He like yeah, I mean at least he was back then. I mean, I, I have a feeling that he's still probably. He's still I feel like every character he gets into, he's just like, well, he does the method bullshit. Yeah, I said it. I don't think method's completely bullshit. I think. Because Daniel Day-Lewis does method. I think when people take it that far, it's bullshit. Yeah. When uh, there's nothing wrong with gaining the skin of your character, but when you make excuses to be shitty, that's when it's bullshit. Because I think there's a very, very, very fine line before you get to Daniel Day-Lewis, and then you get to Jim Carrey method. Yeah. Uh, Kenny's right, James. I think that there is a certain advantage for just living inside of another person. Yeah. I mean, no, that's... If that's what you need to access the character in your acting, fine. But don't don't fucking do shitty things to people just because your character would do it James, and you're living through it. No, 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 James, we're on no, your side. no, it's bullshit. Put down the table, and, James. And people need to just stop it. James. Be nice to people. You're just making a movie. You're not brain surgeons. Can you wait? Aaron, what do we do? He looks so angry. Ah! 
he's changing colors. Question number two. Yep. <laughs> uh, where did you encounter this film first? Uh, the movie theaters with my parents. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. All right. It, it, like I said before, I saw the trailer in the movie theater and got really scared, but I saw it anyway, and I was delighted. Sure. Did you own this film on DVD? I still own it on DVD. Oh, lovely. I remember this having a lot of special features attached to it. Yeah, I haven't watched them yet. You should watch them. I want to. All right. Uh, all I remember is that it has a green case. It does, it and sense. it looks furry. Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, some more notes. Sure. Lay it on us. <coughs> Real quick, did you find out how long it took him to get into makeup? Two hours. Two hours? Uh, it took two hours to get in, one to get out, correct? I think so. Yeah. Two, two and a half hours, and he was with Navy SEALs. Yeah. He was with Navy SEALs? They had to coach him. Really? Like going through uh, torture training, correct? Probably because Jim Carrey is at his peak energy levels. He has yeah. never been more over the top. No. And yeah. his performance is so subdued because of the makeup. Yeah. You uh, think it's subdued? Oh, yeah. Only because of the makeup. If, if we were able to see – because most of his face is covered up with uh, prosthetic head, uh, prosthetic – Nose. Uh, the contacts, if I'm not mistaken, were like his biggest yeah. complaint. Yeah, I bet. You see, <laughs> you see terrible. around his eyes, and you see uh, the his lips, the bottom of his lips, yeah. because the top lip is attached to the appliance. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's giving a million percent, and it's it's barely registering. And, and that's not to like subdue his performance. I, I think it works. Yeah, his performance was phenomenal. If, yeah, it was. if you were able to see the rest of his face, I think it would be a terrible performance. Yeah. Right. You'd just be like, oh, that's Ace Ventura. You're he, saying he had to go the extra mile because of, okay. Yeah. Of the makeup. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think also the energy does not, the energy is is odd. Uh, well, elaborate on that. What do you mean? Sure. Uh, the, the movie has so much tonal whiplash. I know. It's great. I think. Yeah. Uh, which is not, it's not like the source material, which that's fine. The movie works on its own terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also there's, it's just, it's just an odd character. It's an oddly conceived character. So much of Jim Carrey is present in that, which makes sense, but also it's breaking the fourth wall. At one point, he embodies Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, I think, it undercuts the message of the movie, and it complicates it, it complicates the soup a little bit more. Sure, I think that's fair. It's it's not it's funny. I think it's funny, but I think it might be in detriment to the material. But also, it's a forty something year old piece at that time. Well, also, like I don't think this movie was meant to inspire and open up hearts i think it's just supposed to be a fun popcorn movie that you watch with your family that you can just kind of turn your brain off if that happens to have a good message speaking of good messages i've still got some more notes sure laid on us <coughs> uh, go ahead and subscribe to audible.com uh use our promo code flats as a bit go ahead, Aaron. because we don't have <laughs> <laughs> audible give us money um Going on the oddly sexual nature of Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. The Grinch yeah. is wearing a garter belt in one scene. Yeah. 
and also, whenever he arrives in Whoville, he lands in Christine Baranski's boobs. Yep. And I love her. She's delightful. She's not in enough things. The makeup does not change her face that much. At all. Which is funny. Her nose just looks a little more peaked, <laughs> and that's about it. It's I could recognize Molly Shannon pretty darn easily, <laughs> which is great. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That's who that was. Uh, Christine Baranski doesn't look that different. Uh, and as I said before, Jeffrey Tambor looks like Paul F. Tompkins. Paul F. Com- Tompkins, you are more than welcome to come on our podcast. Uh, mouth acting from Jim Carrey. Uh, because so much of his face is obscured, his mouth is all over the place. He which nailed that smile, though. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's why you hired Jim Carrey, right? But I mean, I mean, that's I think that's his biggest tool is yeah. his face. Yeah, because he can't use anything else. Yeah, I mean, just in general, that's probably what got him the role. Yeah, is just his face was great. Yeah. Well, also, this this was after the mask and Ace Ventura and oh yeah, he he was a name. Yeah, he in, was hot in Living Color and this all is, that. This yeah. is the peak. This is peak Jim Carrey. He would never, um, unless something happens in the future, he's never going to equal the financial and critical, well, not necessarily critical, but financial success. The Grinch had. This movie made a bunch of money. How much money? Over $250 million. What was the budget? Probably not that much. Not. Well, I don't know. It's going to be a lot, uh, but not $250 million, uh, to be sure. Uh, in the most critical parts uh, of my notes... Mm-hmm. Grinch has nipples. <laughs> well, yeah. Was I looking for it? No. No, I wasn't. Should <laughs> the Grinch have nipples? No, not really, because he's just covered in green fur. But did I see nipples on the suit? Yes. That means that Ron Howard said, that's fine. It's fine if this character has nipples. Um, wow. Well, why wouldn't it be fine? Why do you need to put nipples on this character? Why would you need to think about... Uh, the evolutionary capacity of nipples in the first place, whatever the world of how the Grinch stole Christmas and Ron Howard's version is kind of bordering on illogical at the same time. Wow. Okay. So you're ready for some numbers? Yes. Bring it. All right. (coughs) This language was English. (laughs) What? Budget was 123 million. Wowzers. Box office. Yeah, that's a lot. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. One twenty-three million for budget. Okay. Box office was three forty-five point one. Whoa! Oh jeez. But here's the thing. What's the thing? Is that just critically? US? It's pretty bad. Yeah. Why? Six point one out of ten on IMDb. Wrong. Fifty-two out of Rotten Tomatoes. Wrong. Two out of four from Roger Ebert. What? Come on, Ebert. Like it's, I, I, I think it suffers from. Because when it, the the animated short is such a classic, it c- created the legend of the Grinch. Oh yeah, it codified it so much, and that material was so classic. And then this is the adaptation, which is so radically different. It's so great though. It's so much fun. Uh, it's so wacky and like over the top. Yeah, but also you have to ask people that have had a concept of a thing for forty years to say, no, take this on its own terms. He hey, stopped a, a I, small car, sure. drove it, mm-hmm. and then crashed mm-hmm. it. That's one of my favorite parts. Of it, it's so great. It, and it's a, a huge explosion. explosion. Like, that's comedy. That is comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> that's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. You need bigger explosions. Bigger explosion. But, wow, that's... Damn, I did not... That's a lot of money, considering... Right. 
According, uh, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, that's not their worst score ever. But, I mean, for a, a movie that's that successful, that might be a, one of its lower scores. Yeah, I think for having made that much money, this movie might be really invisible for today's standards. Yeah. Wow. I, I, wow. But I think a lot of it's just because he was a dick. I mean, I, I really can't get over it. Like, as a kid, I thought it was great. So to fun. But now, like, as, you know, a person who looks into getting into that industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Like, he made people go into therapy. Granted, he, you know, went through a lot in that movie. Well, listen. Uh, here at Flat Films, we're not going to make anyone go to therapy. We're just going to We make are therapy. That's right. Uh, that's not right. Why? Don't. don't. Uh, Why? Why? Listen. We're just going to make fun films that people like to work on because we're not brain surgeons. No one's we're just making movies. James, no one is arguing. I don't like film culture. I don't like film set culture. People on set take it too seriously. James, no one is arguing. I get okay. it. You're on a time crunch. Okay. There's James. numbers. But, like, just you're mm. not – no one's going to die. Ow, James. Ow. Ow. No one's ow. going to ow. die. Ow. All right? Put no down. one's going to ow. die. Ow. It's fine. It's fine. We're having fun here. Put put Aaron down, please. <laughs> We're having fun, god damn it. Question number three. <laughs> uh, what does this guilty treasure mean to you? What whenever you watch Ooh. this film Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Not a bit. Not a bit. Right, but what does that mean to you? Uh fun wackiness. Uh, a little loneliness, but then uh, <laughs> reconnection at the end. What does this movie mean to you? Uh, my mid twenties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but for real though, I I relate with the Grinch so much. It makes me really sad. Uh, well, like every I, time I, it's my favorite movie. It makes me very sad, and I like to cry after it. I uh, know that's five hundred days of summer. Uh, uh, like the Grinch, uh, I wrote this down in my notes, but again, I don't, I don't have my notes in front of me. Right. But um, it, I just put like the Grinch equals millennials, because the Grinch yeah. is just a great representation of millennials. Yes. Self-loathing, self-deprecating. In fact, you could make an argument filled with the, nonsensical pop culture references. Right. That uh, the Grinch made millennials. Because all the millennial children Ooh. watched The Grinch. I just don't think that's the case. I think there's a lot like, more to that than you're <laughs> Nope. That's not. Nope. It's because I watched The Grinch, and that's why I'm like this. I'm not taking accountability for myself. I mean, it couldn't be the debt or the <laughs> <laughs> the wars, no. the, the back-to-back nah. wars. We nah, no, no. That's The Grinch. Thanks, Jim Carrey. The fact that internet moved a lot of culture into some sort of post-scarcity economy where we expect things uh, much quicker. <coughs> Yeah, no, that's nah. It's the Grinch. You know what my roommate was actually, and it's kind of in the same note. Sure. Well, my roommate was telling me, like the '90s kids generation, mm-hmm. like if you grew up, you know. Hold on, and just to be clear, only '90s kids will understand what you're talking about. Well, <laughs> no, not necessarily. Like yeah. if you have culture of the '90s, like if you were born like '87, '86, but you like you have good memories of the '90s, right? Yes. Um, not born in the 90s. Right. Actually not grew ju- up in the 90s. Yeah, not just born in the 90s, but, you right. know, with that. But um, that generation, we're going to be, like, the last ones to have, like, ideas of nostalgia. What? Because everything else is just so easily accessible. There's nothing. Yeah, that's true. I, 
and, and, and the no. same in the same tone like we all grew up with basically the same things and that's Ooh, yeah, let's talk about this. What? Yeah, like we, uh, we all had, you know, we all went after school, watched Dragon Ball Z, Power oh Rangers, yeah. Keenan and oh Kel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now there's just so much crap. Oh, and shit, you're right. Yeah. Those things have not gone away. And if you just look at the way that culture has evolved since 2000, 2001, 2002, there's been a fairly large stagnation in comparison to the radical shifts of the entire 20th century, yeah, I think that we could all successfully travel back in time to 2001, 2002, and outside of probably a general lack of patriotism on our parts, things probably wouldn't be that different. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, to me, that's just... And then someone said, too, um, that, like, that generation, we all had to grow up rather quickly. Hmm. Due to like a big scary thing, like unfortunately, like nine eleven, right? That let us know that hey, things are real. Yeah, and we had to quickly like let go of child like not innocence, but you know mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, and that's why like the nineties are like making kind of like a nostalgic comeback. Like if you went to uh, the spirit stores or Halloween stores, it was filled with hocus pocus stuff. Nice, and it's because that generation that grew up off of it has money now. That's like my that's my Halloween movie. That's not. I don't think that's unique to millennials. Uh, there have been so many studies that have just studied nostalgia cycles, which right. has been so prevalent. And I think this was really codified in the 20th century. And I think that you can start seeing this codified, well, yeah, just in the entire 20th century, where it's the 20 to 25 year cycle, where whatever generation is in power culturally, they are looking at the good old days, which were surprisingly 20 to 25 years before and very often there's some sort of conservative leaning that is attached with it for instance uh and the thing that i'm thinking of right now i think it's the Lindsay ellis video the upside uh down of nostalgia where she draws a very direct correlation about the nostalgia of the mid-1980s that is so potent with things like stranger things mm. it and that ilk and there's a direct correlation between the fact that we're living in a Republican government uh, and then attaching that to a Reagan-type government where things mm. were. Things seemed a lot simpler, gosh darn it, but in reality they were very politically complex, but that doesn't matter because we were rich and wealthy. Boy, wasn't it nice. What, do you, what, what do you think people <coughs> 20 years from now, when they look back on this era, what, what do you think they'll say? Well, I mean, they'll probably because we live in a culture of postmodernism, I would imagine that it would be nostalgia for about nostalgia. Huh. Uh, boy, wasn't it nice to remember things? Yeah. Because uh. literally everything is at your fingertips. Yeah. Like, you want to see a fan-made Shrek 5 trailer? It's there. Man, man, that still hurts. All right. Like, but not like not to like, like poke fun, but like seriously, like, yeah, if no, you I want anything, it. like, I think one of like the greatest, like, like, somebody was like, I just want to see the story arc of Captain America and Iron Man. And somebody took the time and provided that to you of all the story arc between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. And it was there. You did not have to go back and pick apart all the films to watch it. Somebody did it for you. And, and like, that's easily done for you as opposed to, like, taking the time, going back and rewatching it. You can just watch, like, or have you seen this clip from this, this movie? You don't have to watch the whole movie now. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. And, like, speaking of that 25 or 20 to 30 age gap, 
oldies are considered oldies once it's been 30 years past. Really? Yeah. So, like, the 90s are going to be coming up as oldies. That's Here pretty freaky. Soon. That's weird. Also, to bring in a little bit more on topic. Yeah. <clears throat> it's 2018. There's a new Grinch movie. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. last Grinch movie came out 18 years ago. Yeah. It can vote now. Which fits within the cycle of this 20-year 20, 20 analysis. Right. Yeah. More than likely, it was the decision by Universal to die and get this way 20 years ago. More than likely, the economics of this, based on other things, dictate that this was probably a good time mm-hmm. to make the Grinch because people would probably be nostalgic. Yep. About the Jim Carrey film, Jurassic Park almost made that too, right? <coughs> yeah. Uh, well, that came out in ninety two or ninety five. Ninety three, I think. Ninety three. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> uh, but the last Jurassic Park was two thousand one. Yeah. I think. Mm. Uh, that feels right. But people ignored. The fact that there had been two more, <laughs> two more, and it was all the emotional attachment of that first film. Yeah. Right. Well, it's so good. Uh, Let's be real. So I've got good. more Grinch notes. Yeah. But good sidebar. That was good. Yeah. Good yeah. 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 Um, we get real here sometimes. <laughs> uh, the Grinch does not think about stealing Christmas until more than an hour in. Yep. Because it's just saying up character. I don't. No, I don't it's think that's why. I think it's just character. I think it's just Jim Carrey just setting. I think it's the movie going. How do we make this into an hour and a half <laughs> character? <laughs> this movie was. This movie was. This book was six pages along with a copyright page. <laughs> hey man, it was thick. It was a big boy. It was. It eight. was a big boy. <clears throat> eight pages. Uh, backdrop reference. Yeah. Because the car explodes so big. So great. Such uh, a good, I like it. I really do. You know what? Which was I, li- I think might be a backdraft reference because backdraft was also directed by Ron Howard. Hmm. Listen, the Grinch is a freaking genius, all right? Let's just take – no, no, no. Think about it. He left when he was six, he did. eight, and he lived by himself in a mountain for 20 years. And I, I don't – 30 no. years? Yeah, those people are... Uh, and he yeah. survived... Let's establish that canonically hold on, hold on, in the film hold on. The Grinch is 17. Hold on. <laughs> Whatever. Grinch years. Yeah. And Grinch. Jim Carrey is playing a 17-year-old. And <laughs> he built an entire house within a mountain. He built a sled out of trash. I mean, to be fair, the uh, suit, the, um, the dump system was made... And he just utilized the dump. I uh, still. Can you make things out of trash? I mean, I, I do it free birds. When I'm done with my burrito, I build. All right. Make a sled <laughs> and then talk to me. And uh, my last note. The point right. is, he's a master tinker. Uh, and the last note that I've got here. Uh, tiny people. Yeah. <laughs> also part of the car. Yeah. Uh, which I noticed that there are also little people in the film. Yeah. But there are also tiny, tiny, tiny people. people. We only ever see two tiny people. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's and they it. get everything taken away from them because their car explodes. But for some reason, there's tiny people. There's also little people. But there's also tiny people. And if I'm not mistaken, the little person was played by the same person, Probably. or had two roles in it. Probably. He, uh, what's his name? Vern he, Troyer. No. Avery something? Vern Troyer's in the movie. 
He Grant is? Grant in the movie? Yes. Well, also the guy who played Baby Grinch or Little Grinch, uh, he's also like the conductor. Sure. Oh. What did Grant Troyer play? Yeah. A character. There's oh, tiny sad. people in this film. What does that mean to the world? Why are there tiny people? Evolutionarily, why are there tiny people? Were the tiny people part of the source material that I just don't remember? Why were the tiny people driving? Where were they going? Could they buy a normal-sized present? Do they have their they, they store it in their car. It's a tiny car. Do they have to make their own car? There's only two tiny people in this world. Is there a tiny car store somewhere? Does that presuppose that there is some sort of caste system, in which case here's there are large people and there are also tiny people? Do here's why I think I love The Grinch. Okay. Because it feels like improv. It goes, huh, you know it would be funny? If there's just tiny people with a tiny car... The Grinch stole it and it explodes really big, and there's no other forethought. And an homage to Backdraft. That too. It's just God, you're such an asshole, though. I just can't get past. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um but yeah, I I think um. It just freaks me out that it's 18 years old. Yeah. Like. Wow. And on that note, we're all going to die. Uh, this has been. Guilty Treasures. I'm James Fight. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Oh, yeah, I forgot to do that last episode. You know, we just need to do a clean take of this and Aaron just add, just add it to every last one. Hi, I'm James. Room tone? <laughs> I'm James Fight. Hold you on, James, we're doing room tone. Clean sound, clean sound. <sighs> Go to our YouTube <laughs> channel, Flat Films. Check out our Patreon. There we go. Patreon, Patreon slash Patreon. Flat Films. Uh, there will be a video co- on it soon. Maybe by this, by the air date of this episode. Um, I made a little video so people are more willing to give me money. Uh, yeah, so check out our YouTube and Patreon. I'm James. And, uh, Kenny, I know people can find you at uh, My Magic Lesson on Twitter. Uh, and also you have a website, KennyMadisonIsCool.com. Uh, you recently published an article about rallying against post-apocalyptic fiction and talking about the values of utopian fiction. Uh, so people can find you at m- My Magic Lesson on Twitter. And KennyMadisonIsCool.com. Right. That, that's all me. Thank you. And Aaron, if I'm not mistaken, we can find you uh, at Laughing Panda on all the social medias, if I'm not mistaken, including Snapchat, as well as Austin Amateurs on the YouTubes. Also Flat Films. Um, and also Flat Films. Um, but yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's where I can find you, Aaron. Um, but yeah, Kidney Medicine's pretty cool, too. That is correct. Uh, and also, you can rate, review, and subscribe Guilty Treasures. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, and we are also on Podbean, guiltytreasures.podbean.com, which is probably how you are listening to us, if not just finding us through general social media. Anything else, gentlemen? Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Give us money. Pull out, James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another, another shirt. Another shirt. And... <laughs>
until next time, uh, dig up those shameful secrets and let your guilty treasures shine. Uh, audience, tell tell us what to watch. What's your guilty yeah, treasure? Tell us what to watch. Yeah. We'll watch oh. it. All right, bye.